0: Go big or go home? No way. Go small and beat the house. This is The Game Changers with Dale Dixon, dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. On this episode... Why small bets are best for your business. Hey, Dale Dixon here. So I was speaking with a colleague recently, and we were talking about this idea of how to instill a spirit and culture of innovation throughout the organization, talking about specifically innovation as in adding value. And we can add value internally with our employees. We can add value, obviously, externally with our customers. But How do we do that so that everybody is inside the organization, all of the employees are thinking about it and doing it on a regular basis? This brought up a Wall Street Journal article recently uh, about 3M, and if I say 3M, you're probably thinking, okay, not exactly innovative. You're thinking sticky notes and Band-Aids and adhesives and things like that, but 3M has had this rule in place. They call it the 15% rule, and it's been there literally for decades. And as the Wall Street Journal called it, it's the most underrated innovation strategy. So for today's podcast, I thought it would be interesting to break that down, take a look at it, bring in some other sources of information, and find a way to make it relevant and real for you and your business. So the premise on the 3M side is that employees devote about 15% of their time to what they call experimental doodling. That's working on pet projects. And this philosophy has been inside 3M for 70 years. The result, well, it's how masking tape came about. It's multi-layer optical film on laptops and smartphones. Obviously, the post-it note, yes, all owe their existence to this rule. 3M is not the only one, obviously. Alphabet's Google has a similar approach. It calls 20% time. So out of 20% time, we see Gmail. We've seen Google News, AdSense, all born from employees that are just tinkering with their time or the experimental doodling. So as I talked with my colleague about this, we decided that, you know, the way our business is set up, 15% is not necessarily feasible. That would be almost a day a week for all of our employees. And we decided, you know what, let's start even smaller because the focus of this podcast is starting small, doing the small things consistently to really have a big impact down the road. So where we ended up with this is that everyone can spend one or two hours a week figuring out a way to be more efficient in his or her work. How can you work smarter, not harder? And we thought, wow, if we do that, we as an organization would be devoting close to 140 hours a week to making ourselves better step-by-step. Even just a 1% improvement is going to drive the ball down the field further faster, which for any organization, you think about what that means for you and your business, it means a lot. So we're going to start exploring this. And as I dug deeper into it, and we looked at why every company needs to rely on everyone to try new things is it really flattens the organization. If you have a team inside, a strike team, a task force, and all they're doing is innovating all the time, well, that's the cool kids. And all of a sudden you create divides from a cultural standpoint inside the organization. I don't think any of us want to do that inside of our organizations. So by giving everyone Throughout the organization, an opportunity to come up with new ideas and try new things. All of a sudden, you flatten the organization and everybody gets a chance to be the cool kid. And everybody gets a chance to have fun adding value. And adding value is what we're talking about as we think about what does innovation look like inside of an organization. So we're just adding value. In a variety of ways. And for us, it's just simplified it down as let's try this out. Let's see what this looks like for each and every person to spend time thinking about how could I do my job better, more efficiently? How can I work smarter, not harder? My argument is that now, especially if you're a business, now especially is a time to be thinking about this. We're uh, coming out of the quarantines of COVID nineteen, and when you look historically at what has happened in times of economic recession to even crisis. It's the products and the companies that have started in these times that we we look to now. So think about the 13 massive companies that were just born out of recessions. General Electric, launched in 1892. General Motors, 1908. IBM, 1911. Disney, 1929. HP, launched in 1939. Hyatt, 1957. Trader Joe's, 1958. FedEx, 1971. Not talking as specifically about where those companies are today, but they started. And you think about the level of success they've had for a long time. They all started in times of recession and some cases depression, uh, but there was a crisis behind it. And if you look even now, that there is a number, there are a number of companies that it started out of the 2008 recession that we have now that are really changing the way we do business and we think and operate in this world. It's an exciting opportunity. So to stress, this is not about the big bets, and and a conversation with Jason Jen- Jennings about this. Um, years ago. He said, really think about those companies that like to hang their, their hat on this idea of a big bet. He said, companies that are on the edge, about to bet the ranch. What did that company do to get to that point? And most of the time, most of the time, that big bet will not pay off. So the big thing about the, the small bets, as he calls them, Those small things that you can do, the iterations along the way, is that they're quick. So if we look to Jason Jennings, The Reinventors, he tells the story of Howard Schultz and Starbucks. So Howard took 10,000 Starbucks workers to New Orleans to rebuild after Katrina. And while he was there, he pulled them all together and he apologized to the workers, saying that the company had Gotten off course, lost its its bearing to true north, so to speak, and that it wasn't. The company should not be about coffee, but it's about the people who are there making Starbucks what it is. And he made a promise that Starbucks is about the employees. And as that happened, they started this idea of running small bets. And in the course of eighteen months, they produced one hundred and fifty small bets. The one of the most notable that came out of the book is oatmeal. And uh, through the research in the book, they figure that Starbucks oatmeal is generating about four hundred to five hundred million dollars of revenue a year. That was out of one small bet. Hey, let's try selling oatmeal. That's something easy. So out of this. We came up with five rules for small bets inside your company. And if, and this is more for the employer. And coming up, we're going to talk about if you're an employee and you're thinking, I know, but I can't move the needle. We're going to show you how to lead from the middle and really think about how you can start incorporating small bets into your life. So that's coming up. But right now, the, the rules for businesses when it comes to small bets. And number one, it's no skunking. So think about it. Skunking is really an epidemic because skunking, what a skunk sprays nasty, smelly, all over anybody who it sees as a threat. And any manager who sees an idea as a potential threat and does something as small as raise an eyebrow at the wrong time can be considered skunking an idea. And that kills culture. Absolutely. Kills it. The simple phrase, well, we've never done it that way before, is skunking. The simple phrase, uh, we tried that years ago and it didn't work. Skunking. So, rule number one if you really want to have an innovative culture and you want to let everybody in a flat organization get a chance to push small ideas forward, try them, fail fast. It's no skunking. Number two, everyone gets heard. And this is so important. And in the book, uh, Jason talks about this, the company Nucor Steel. Uh, and the premise is if it's worth trying, it's worth failing. Dan D'Amico said, we listen, who is the CEO of Nucor, said we listen to everyone and we try everything, meaning a quick response and also quick kills. So we, we're we going to try it, but we're going to be fast about this. Quick response, quick kills. Everyone gets heard. Number two rule. Number three, the commitment to fail fast. And this is, we're not going to fall in love with the idea. and We have to have this conversation with folks inside the organization that while we're going to listen to everyone and and to D'Amico's point, we're going to listen to everyone and try everything. That doesn't mean that everything is guaranteed to work. The, the thing that we don't see, don't talk about from these companies is the fact that for every idea that gets pushed out, there are thousands and thousands, uh, every idea that gets to market, uh, there are thousands and thousands of ideas that don't. And, um, i I wish I had the exact numbers off the top of my head, but we're going to get close enough, and close enough is good right now. My good friend and innovator, Evans Baia, who authored the book The Innovator's Advantage, uh, took a look at this and studied it in depth and knows I think it's anywhere from 3,000 to 8,000 ideas are required to get one idea to market and to generate thousands of ideas in order to get the one to market you have to have everybody generating the ideas and so that requires a a commitment to fail fast and not falling in love with the idea and having that part that conversation be part of the culture and uh, rule number four is that we're going to understand failure is acceptable And we don't punish people about this. A big thing out of the article in the Wall Street Journal and 3M, uh, looking at 3M and the 15% rule, they're not tying this to any type of metric. So when it comes time for the year-end review, hopefully you don't do that. Listen to previous episodes. But if it comes time to uh, for a review or if we're looking at KPIs, it's not about what happens in this 15%. If that's what you choose, the 20% like Google, maybe it's an hour a week. We're not tying that to a KPI metric. Uh, This needs to be more free form. And when we look at the companies that have done this, they find great success. But at the same time, they're saying we're not going to tie it to a metric. And that leads to rule number five, and that is to celebrate the success. So from John Stoll's Wall Street Journal article about 3M, And that 15% rule. 3M's chief technology officer says the company executives take time to celebrate the fruits of trying small things. There's an annual award competition. They have culture sessions devoted to this practice. So five rules, really quick. No skunking. Everyone gets heard. There's a commitment to fail fast. Failure is acceptable. We're not going to hold people uh, to their failures. We're going to hold them to the success and just what we learn from going through this process. And number five, celebrate the successes. Now, as promised, if you're the employee and you're inside of an organization, whether it be small or large, and you're saying, I know, but we're just not that innovative. I'm not part of the team. I'm not with the cool kids group that gets to try new ideas. Well, there are some things that you can do if you're saying, yeah, but my company's not going to let me devote time like that. Number one, and I'm preaching to the choir because I can find myself doing this sometimes, it's to get rid of the yeah buts and start asking, how can I? How can I do that? And I had a, a good friend share with me a passage out of Ozan Varal's book, Think Like a Rocket Scientist. And uh, in this page, he, he looks at the importance of getting some alone time, some quiet time, and what that means for us to be able to come up with new ideas. And it sounds so simple on the front that it's easy to dismiss, but as we know, it's often these simple things, the common sense approach that gets overlooked. And it's the simple things and the common sense approach that can really be a game changer for us as we think about how to start finding those small things, those small ideas, the small bets. So, Veral writes in the book Think Like a Rocket Scientist that uh, he decided to break his codependency with his phone and proactively rekindle his long-lost affair with boredom. He writes, I began deliberately building time into my day in air- on airplane mode when I sit on my recliner doing nothing but thinking. I spend 20 minutes, four days a week, in the sauna with nothing but a pen and paper in hand he says that's an odd place for writing yeah but some of the best ideas in recent memory occurred to me when i was solitary sitting in the sauna chair to daydream that's where the magic can happen and the magic is in the intention of a designated time to pause and reflect. A moment for interior silence to oppose contemporary chaos, he writes. So we've got this age of instant gratification, and this habit sounds really underwhelming. I get it. You're thinking, come on, Dale, you can do a lot better than that. But creativity comes as a subtle whisper. And if we are not tuned in to the subtle whisper the little ideas, the small bets, the opportunities for working smarter, not harder, are not going to come to us. Think about those times when you've had your best ideas. Often for me, it's it's sitting in the hot tub. It's as I am in the shower. Those are the opportunities when things Will come to me. Those ideas will come to me. It's not when I'm driving in traffic, upset about having to wait at the stoplight so long. It's not while I'm racing from one meeting to the next. It's not while I'm thinking about what has to be done next. It's those times where I really get to solitude. So, in conclusion, it's absolutely great to dream big, but build a structure and a discipline to think small. It's those incremental little steps to be better, to add value, to be more efficient, and to grow. Those are the game-changing opportunities for us in business. The incremental little steps to be better and to most importantly, add value. So that's it for this edition of the game changers. Hopefully something for you to think about connecting a few dots to make your business better. Hopefully it adds some value to you. Uh, We like to close with what we call a final thought. And our final word today is uh, more of an idea and it comes from Seth Godin and and, If you're not subscribed to his email, uh, it's a daily dose of something interesting to read that makes you pause and think most of the time. But this this word from Seth: When a problem appears too large, too intractable, and too unspeakable to deal with, it's easy to give up. There never seems to be enough time, enough resources, or enough money to make the big problems go away. Perhaps we can start with a very small part of it one person one opportunity one connection drip by drip with commitment those are the two hard parts the insight to do it drip by drip and the persistence to commit to it go out make a few small bets this week make them their your own find the time the space to tap into your bandwidth to come up with those ideas Let me know what you hear as you sit in silence and look for those small ideas. Drop me an email. The email address, dale at daledixonmedia.com. Dale, D-A-L-E at daledixonmedia.com. The email address. Would love to hear from you. Your insights, what you hear in the silence as you come up with the new ideas, what you try, what works. Maybe the massive failure. Uh, drop me the line let me know where you're at also while you're out and about if this podcast was helpful to you would you share it with someone you love that would be fantastic Uh, so more and more people have access to this definitely subscribe to the podcast if you have not done so already in your favorite podcast player or podcast app we'll be back again next week with another edition of the Game Changers this is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people their full potential.